Leaders need to stay present in meetings and avoid getting distracted by their cell phones or their computers because when they do, it sends the wrong message. It seems to convey to their team members that they're less important or their work is not respected. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert, Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Jason. You know, this is a, a, an epidemic that people probably experience all throughout their lives, but particularly in the business space and the business culture, it really does uh, have negative impacts when um, people, you know, uh, don't think that they matter uh, if you are not fully available and present uh, in conversation or in meetings. Yeah, you know, this, this item came up for me and why it's included in the leadership index, um, which is only, you know, a set number of behaviors, because after a number of 360 interview-based 360s, I would hear things like, John is a great leader, but, you know, he's always distracted, and, and he comes in meetings, and it's like, we have to repeat ourselves, and every time he joins, it's like frustrating. We know that we're going to get a lot less done, and this feels like he doesn't respect us. Like, I just heard that so many times, and everything else in their leadership array would be really solid, except for this one thing, and I would see the impact it would have on the team was severe. Like, yeah. literally, they, people would, would say something good about this leader, and then, but, this yeah. issue, every time. Oh, he's, he's an amazing strategist, he's an amazing fundraiser, he's amazing, but, you know? Um, yeah, it's classic, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, this, it, it, it's so important to acknowledge that we have social equity, you know, in, in all of our relationships, but particularly in our professional relationships, that we have a reputation. And things like presence, um, it's very, people track this. And those people that just don't seem like they're paying attention or, or aren't uh, available, that damages your social equity and people won't follow you as much as a leader. Yeah. It's rare to see this at the individual contributor level. It's usually when someone's coming into a meeting where the content of the meeting is only like 50% applicable. Like yep. they don't, they need to be there for certain things, but not for others. And so, you know, they allow themselves to get, to get distracted, you know, and the other issue is that a lot of founders, you know, are creative types, right? Then does wander. Um, and, you know, they think about a number of things and they have a lot of things on their plate and they literally just don't focus that well. Um, so, you know, in this recording, let's talk about some of the things that leaders can do well and some of the costs when leaders don't do this well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, if I recognize myself as the kind of person that gets easily distracted by things around me, then I need to be very clear and discerning with myself about, you know, um, how am I going to be in this meeting? And if I am going to be distracted, I need to tell everyone that, you know, there's, there's something that I'm, I'm going on. I'm, I'm tracking another project. So you may see me on my cell phone. If that becomes distracting, let me know, um, things like that. But, but generally, you know, we have to get into the, the, the practice of closing our laptop or putting our phone on do not disturb. And the, I, I got to, you know, get on a, um, a soapbox here, you know, as you say, there's nothing that's more of a pet peeve to me than people that leave their phone um, on sitting on the table, vibrating through the whole meeting and acting like it's not happening. 
Like, yep. like everybody in the room can hear your phone vibrating and it's notifying all of us. Um, so please don't be that person. <laughs> well, the problem is that if everybody's doing that, it's very hard to get a lot done and it's right. hard to take the meetings seriously. And so it just impacts everybody in, in really interesting ways and surprising ways. So like when I come in to facilitate meetings, you know, my rule is no computers or phone, phones unless it's prearranged. And in the beginning of the meeting, I will ask, does anybody need to have a computer or phone open? And right. usually someone will say yes. Yep. Right. And, you know, like, you know, even in executive retreats, like we have one phone who, you know, that's dedicated to be the, the emergency phone if we're offsite for a couple of days. Um, it's usually the operations lead or someone on the operations side of the house where sometimes there are emergencies that require attention. And, you know, the other things I've seen a lot is like, hey, my wife is pregnant. I'm leaving my phone on and everybody's like, yes. Yes. Right. Um, but otherwise it's like, you know, unless we're expecting something like that, um, you know, there should be ways to reach you in, in case of emergency so that you can do this. Um, but you know, checking the, the stock price of, of your company or checking the sales figures, um, where that's coming from is more a way to entertain yourself and kind of stimulate yourself. Sure. Because you can't focus. And that's where we really get into trouble when you're using the phone because you, you kind of don't want to be in the meeting or shouldn't be in the meeting. And in that case, don't go to the meeting. Like, right. you know, get your information in a different way. Just make it clear, you know, you're, you're not going to be there, um, you know, in, in, in form or actually, uh, you know, in presence. And I mean, I, I just want to emphasize the cost on this. Again, I'm, I'm remembering, you know, a meeting I had um, where, you know, it was a, it's a significant business development, you know, uh, joint venture partnership. And, you know, the CEO was there. I had my uh, CFO there and then the, they had their business development guy. And he was on his BlackBerry. This was pre-iPhone days. But he was on his BlackBerry the entire time. And that's the only thing I remember about that person. And people have brought him up before and things like that. And it's just like, yeah. Like, I couldn't have felt like someone was giving me the middle finger more. And right. they didn't care about me one iota because yeah. they were just looking at their BlackBerry the entire time. And I never got to check in with him to see what was actually going on there. He could have like had something very urgent going on. But to me, it just felt like he was mocking me. Right. It's so funny. This goes back to that impact versus intent conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, he probably had a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, yet here you are taking it personally. That's right. right? <laughs> you know, it's like he's doing nothing wrong, but the amount of noise that it's creating for you in that case and the amount of judgment and the amount of just all that stuff that's happening because he's in the room checking the BlackBerry. Yeah. I mean, he could have been sending me the middle finger. He could have really not cared about this meeting, but 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 hopefully not. Like I want to give the benefit of the doubt, but that makes it really hard. And yeah. so I want to I offer a distinction here that I, I received from one of my leadership mentors, and it's the difference between accessibility and availability that there are times in the day when I'll be accessible. I might be working on a project or something like that and I have my notifications on and if you call me or text me or something like that, I, I'll allow myself to be interrupted to be accessible, mm -hmm. but that's very different for me than being available. Like if I'm working with a client, if I'm in a meeting, um, you know, most kinds of meetings, then, then that's when I like, 
you know, put the, the do not disturb on my watch. So it's not buzzing me on my, my phone. I close the laptop. I want to be fully a hundred percent present for you in this meeting. Yes. Um, and there, there also might be some kinds of meetings I've been in, some you know, kind of tactical level meetings where we do all have our laptops open, where it's okay just to be merely accessible, to be available for agenda items, but we're not expected to be listening to every single thing happening in the room. Yeah. You know, and, you know in, in terms of the meeting itself, um, there's a lot of things that we can do to stay focused and make it useful. If I'm in a meeting and I really only need to be there with 20 or 30% of my attention on the content itself because it's not fully relevant to me, but I need to be in the room for other reasons. Exactly. Um, like there's a conversation at the end. Um, what I find is one, I need to show up on time. Like yeah. I need to set the standard, right? Be present, be there, um, be kind of in my seat. And that social time, right, is, is great. Like, because it allows me to converse. It allows people to say, hey, by the way, that thing that happened you know, a year and a half ago, it, it's been on my mind, right? These little conversations that come up. Um, but then what I do in meetings is I bring a notebook with me everywhere and my notebook has different sections. Um, I might have a couple pieces of paper laid out in front of me, but one of those sections is like um, questions that I have. So sure. if I'm the most senior person in the room on my team, I will hold my questions and wait to see who asks the question that I was going to ask, right? It's really, rather than jumping in with a question, like just kind of be more of an observer of how, who, who's thinking in what ways in the room and really be tracking the people in the room. Mm -hmm. um, the, and that's the second kind of page I would have is like when I hear someone say, you know, ask that question, I'll write it down. And, you know, and I'll say, hey, John asked that question. I don't have a great memory, so I have to take kind of detailed notes on this. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll literally list appreciations and feedback. Um, and I do it in a notebook because that way it's like, it's accessible to me later on. Otherwise I, I, I lose things. Yep. Um, so even if I put it in a notebook afterwards, but like then like after the meeting, you know, people are walking out the door. I happen to be walking next to this person. I'm like, Hey, want to mention that question that you asked? I thought it was really poignant and it changed the conversation. Um, yeah. Or I might seek people out afterwards and give them an appreciation, like, especially if you have status. Yep. An appreciation for those little things um, really reinforces that you're being seen and noticed That's and right. motivates you. Yeah, it, 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 that goes so far into creating more social equity uh, for yourself in, 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 in every domain that you can imagine, doing little follow-up acknowledgments like that. It just shows that you're paying attention, and it shows that the person's presence matters, that they're, yeah. they might actually be more willing to say something like that again because someone actually listened, and they yeah. wouldn't have known that if you didn't take notes on it and acknowledge it. And then I have a third page that's about the stuff that I'm thinking about that's actually not related to the meeting at all. Uh -huh. So I have my little to-do items and I put a little square by them like, so that's like a checkbox. So I know like, so I, and I write them down so that I don't loop on them. Like I, by writing them down, I actually can refocus on the meeting. And then the other one is like thoughts, like, you know, where it's like not an action item, but like, huh, this group is talking about this. I wonder how that affects this group over here. And just kind of like little thoughts. I've learned, uh, I'm, I'm an artist and I tend to draw a lot. I've learned not to do that in meetings. Yes. Because people, you know, assume that's a distraction as well. And it's like, oh, you were just drawing in the meeting. I'm like, no, that's, I take notes by kind of doing emblems and symbols. Um, but I've learned that it has a negative impact. It, yep. it makes it look like I'm not listening. 
Exactly. And this is where, you know, we have to develop a lot of our own self-discipline around this because, you know, I'm the kind of person I take notes on my laptop in meetings so because I can just type faster and I can organize information better that way. Lots of people these days take notes on their cell phone. And if you're one of those people like me, like I had to learn that it's a slippery slope in that if I have my phone open, if I have my laptop open, like notifications are going to come in, like the clicking over to email is really easy. And so um, one trick that I highly recommend if you're going to take notes on your phone or your laptop, turn off the Wi-Fi, turn off the, the network put it on airplane mode. You can still take notes. You can still organize information and copy and paste things around, but you're not going to get notifications and you're not going to drift over to Facebook accidentally, you know, and then notice that 10 minutes in the meeting have gone by and you really wish you were paying attention. Yep. And the other thing to say there is to let people know that that's what you're doing. Sure. Hey, yeah, guys, of course. I'm taking notes on my, on my, on my phone during this meeting. But then, like, you know, they're giving you that permission, and there's a, a little bit of an honor code here right. saying, you know, you're not going to – you forget to turn, turn your phone on, on to airplane mode, and, you know, that notification comes across, like, this is where it takes a lot of self-discipline. Don't, don't grab that candy. Don't, don't go for that sugar. Yeah, it, it, and it actually, like, not only will this damage your, your, your social equity as far as paying attention, but then it gets into your integrity of your word. If you say, like, oh, I'm, I'm just taking notes on my phone here, and someone glances over, and you've got Instagram open, that, that is damaging. Like, people yes. will, will actually probably gossip about you if you end up mm-hmm. doing things like that. So, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of the things to do. I think one of the things that we haven't talked about is choosing which meetings to attend as a leader. Sure. And do you need to be there? And, you know, it's like if you are attending a meeting um, as kind of a honorary, you know, dignitary, um, let people know in advance, um, right, so that they're not surprised. Um, but then just really show up in a present way. Like, it's kind of like you're showing up to a friend's house and, you know, you, you don't show up to, to a dinner party and bring your computer and put it on the table. Exactly. Like, it's like you're there and you're representing the company, right? You're, and your presence there, especially if, you're, if there's a couple layers down, um, you have status as a leader. And I think most leaders forget that. They forget I mean, because right, they founded this company. It's not a big deal. They're, they see themselves as just one of the, one of the team members, and, but the team members don't see them that way. Yeah. I'm kind of chuckling to myself because uh, I'm imagining there probably are younger leaders in startups who are bringing their laptops to dinner engagements or something. But if that is you, um, I encourage you to to not be <laughs> that person. Like you know, we want to be, if we're going to be available, you know, just just imagine once again, if you're on a date with someone that you really care about, you know, for like you're having a, you know, like dinner with their parents or, yeah. you know, or like you, you're in a, a meeting with someone where you need to let them go. Like, are you really, you know, gonna check, like, like check that notification that comes through? No, you're going to put your phone on do not disturb. You're going to like keep it in your pocket or out of the way. You're going to be a hundred percent fully available because that's what other human beings uh, expect and deserve. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just sending that message of respect and attention and creating that standard that we're all going to be present. Now, I will say one thing. I actually do bring my laptop to, laptop to meetings, and it's to take action items. That's right. Right? And in the middle of the meeting, we'll be talking, and I'm like, and I'll actually open up an email to that person in almost all my meetings and 
every time we make it an agreement or agree to an action item, um, I'll turn to my computer and type it, but the other person knows what I'm doing and it has context. That's right. And, and you build trustworthiness there. Once again, we have to have self-discipline. And I mm -hmm. think this is, you know, one of the things that transfers over into all of our life. You know, this is why meditation is such a, uh, an important practice these days. More and more leaders are exploring that is because the ability to refocus ourselves and bring ourselves back into the moment as soon as we notice ourselves get distracted is really critical here. And uh, at the same time, it's like I, I'm still a proponent of like, you know, turning off the, the network, you know, so, so I, I don't allow myself or putting on do not disturb, but the ability to see myself get distracted and pull myself back. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm, if I'm taking action item notes like I do, and all of a sudden I catch myself in a different domain, that hurts my reputation. People aren't going to trust me, certainly if, if I'm their, their coach or if I'm their leader uh, on yeah. the team. I'll, I'll say one more thing, which is one thing that really helps leaders and CEOs stay present is to have enough time during the week to think strategically, right? Where you have an hour of undisturbed time a couple times a week. I tell, tell people to have three hours a week um, because generally one of those hours will get lost. Um, so you can think strategically so that when you're in those meetings, right, you're actually focusing on the meeting even though you have all this you know, strategy stuff on your mind, when you, when you actually have time to process that, it makes it a lot easier to be present in meetings. Yeah. And so just thinking about you know, the indicators of success that you know, when you're doing this, right? Like all you have to do is think about there's those people in your life. They're probably not hard to draw to mind, but they're the people in their life that when you're with them, when they're in a meeting, they're present and there's an engagement, there's a magnetism that comes online when someone is actually fully present in the moment. And yeah. to me, it's almost they're in a separate category of my mind than other people because they're almost magical by how engaged they are. And really, it's simply as what we've been talking about of just avoiding distractions and being fully engaged. You know, and the thing to say there is it also affects me. If I'm going to one of those meetings with someone who's really present, I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to get more present, right? So the key takeaway here is that cell phone and computer distractions in meetings send a very unintended message, and it can have people feel disrespected and leave people unmotivated. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, Jason. This is really important stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. And uh, to all the leaders listening, uh, we hope this conversation has been helpful.